I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, it is November, a show about gratitude. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and... This is episode 429, The Gratitude Mind, and it is a Sunday, and it is November 1, and I slept right through the extra hour from the time change. Disconcerting. I get up later than I'd like already these days. Now, I do go to bed really late, but I get up later than I would like The time change might have given me an hour, might have made me feel like I used to feel because I used to get up really early and I didn't get that hour. It was disconcerting. I was puzzling over my clock on my phone thinking, wait, if it wasn't today, it means I would have gotten up at this time and I never get up that late. So it was an unusual start. It was so disconcerting that once I finally logged on at a computer, I googled to see the current time. It used to be that you had to update things yourself. So you had that tactile moment. You might remember that. You had that moment where you needed to actually change the time. And of course, when I get into my car, I'm going to need to do that. And every time I have to think through, how do I do that? But in the house, you used to have to do that. And now, since the main devices that we use as clocks all auto-update, it was disorienting. I had this moment of, what if they are not right? What if these things didn't actually update? In our world today, we often wonder if what we're being told is right. The only two that don't auto-update are the oven and the coffee maker. And they will eventually get a rewind. They're not ones that really have quite so much significance. And I guess we don't have a clock otherwise. And we don't wear watches. We use our phones. November 1, it feels like it crept up on me in some very strange way. Not the change of month. I felt that coming because of Inkto Portraits, drawing in October, a daily challenge, sometimes even the daily art habit, especially if you date your work, if you're really someone who does your drawing or your painting or your collage every day, and you note the date, then the daily habit itself keeps you situated on a mental calendar because you're ticking off that daily box and you're watching the month whittle away. And if you are a habit tracker, if you use a planner or a bullet journal and you really go through your month that way, then you do know the month is passing, it's progressing, the end of the month is coming, and here we are in a new month. So it wasn't just the change of month. It was the gratitude. It was the gratitude 
and the gratitude mind because I woke up thinking, oh, wait, I didn't get my gratitude mind ready. As if it's something we really should pull in and out of a closet. But I didn't get it all ready. And I had this moment of, oh no, I'm not prepared. I didn't think ahead. I didn't plan ahead. I gave it a little bit of thought here and there. But I didn't get all ready. I didn't feel ready. Now, the start of many months finds me in a moment of, I'm not ready. But I really felt it today. I've talked about and written about gratitude and light awareness and memory. Gratitude and light especially are two key areas of focus and awareness for me in November. I've talked about that, mentioned it in all of the posts that I've made about Illustrate Your Week, which started today. But somehow when I woke up today, I woke up with the memory of this month over the last few years. And that's an incredibly powerful thing. I have specific memories of November and a process of gratitude, gratitude mind, gratitude mindset, gratitude thinking, a gratitude shift and a gratitude lens and a gratitude kaleidoscope that I can rotate and change my perspective, change how this world feels because of gratitude. I have those specific memories from the last few years of doing art and the podcast. Last four Novembers, a mindset of gratitude, a quest for gratitude. It might even be something Grinch-like in proportion, this journey of mine to calibrate my thinking towards gratitude. 2016 was the start. I'm sure I talked about gratitude here and there, but 2016 was definitely a pivot and an epiphany, a turning point, I guess. If you go back and find that podcast, you'll hear how it went. I have not gone back and done that, and maybe I will. Maybe, maybe I will sketch note that show. I can't get past the sketch note the show idea, and I keep thinking I'm going to have everything lined up and be able to sketch note each show as I do them before I release them and especially put those out at Patreon to start. But I can't get it all lined up and out the door quickly enough. I really just need to push myself. And November is Illustrate Your Week, so is December. I uh, toyed quite a bit with the overlap that could have gone a different way, could have gone a sketch note way, and that would have been good. So I am still mm, combining things and fusing things in my own way, but we are going to have to do some sketch note weeks, but it might have to be later. So if you go back to 2016, you'll find that episode that year. I did a gratitude project, a daily drawing project, one of my favorite things ever, even though I look at it now and I know it looks somehow like early work. It was only a few years ago. And then there was the Spark series in 2017. If you're new to the CMP, you don't even know what that means. 
At the time, it was a really big deal. At the time, I thought somehow Spark was going to change everything. And it didn't. But Spark remains one of the favorite things I've ever done. It was a series of daily podcasts centered around November themes of light and gratitude and memory and seeing, being present, really looking around and trying to find those strands and glimmers of hope, positivity, thankfulness, gratitude. I still look back and marvel that I managed that, that series, but Spark holds something very important, very real. It has a mystical feel when I think back on that month now, on getting up in the morning and doing those really short recordings on some days, on driving through my days and seeing with such open eyes colors of houses in the rain, or on a foggy morning in the gray. I still remember driving and cresting a hill between here and the pharmacy, looking out over the city and thinking, I can do this. In 2018, I did another daily drawing project, just like the 2016 one. Definitely, definitely one of my favorite things. That one I did in a colored ink. That ink itself became a huge thing. The process of choosing that ink, I didn't like it. I was not super satisfied. And now that project is just one of my favorite things. That one focused on children's toys that I could find around the house, really small things, small things that hadn't been tossed yet. And I used those as keyholes into memory, an attempt to lock down Something about parenting and the passage of time. Definitely one of my favorite things. It's just a single page full of little drawings. And yes, it is the kind of project, and I have to say this every time, that some people do in a day. Some people do it all at once. Some people think it's better to do 30 or 50 all at once. It was a -a one-a-day project, and it was powerful and meaningful Because of that, the pace was slow. It was deliberately slow. It's an additive thing where I added one each day. And it is a very special piece. So here we are again, 2020, November, even numbered years. We had 2016 and 2018, both had some good things. Although 2017 was the prime for Spark. These even numbered ones, though, I'm going to say maybe they have some extra potential. I have to say that. And it's another election year. My memory of drawing in 2016 on that gratitude project is definitely entwined with my memory of election night. So all of this is in my head as I think about today, November 1, and I needed that extra hour. I am planning on illustrated journaling this month, having just come off of a month of drawings that focus on the art of drawing, the art of drawing, shifting to this personal format, one that is often messy, private, less polished, 
less impressive. Although I'm not saying last month was super impressive to other people, but there's a huge difference between those kind of portraits and that kind of work, the sense of more polished pieces, and what happens in an illustrated journal. So this whole format, it leaves me feeling a little bit vulnerable, definitely a little bit more critical as I look at what I'm doing, especially with the last 30 days, 31 days in my head. I glanced over this morning and I could see a messy page with a box about a candy pooping moose, some Halloween things, a first mammogram. I know this month won't have the same feeling as last month. Inktoe portraits are not the same as Illustrate Your Week. I know that this month might not have the same mental reward as last month, but that's a maybe because I ultimately love this messy, flexible, personal, vulnerable project and process so much that it really should all balance out. I think it's just that vulnerable level and the fact that other people aren't going to see it the same way. And I really have to embrace that because it should be about doing it for you. It's really hard, this whole social community thing that we do. So I look over at that messy page and I see those details and I didn't even capture everything just about yesterday, but I tried to capture a few things. And I realized that I didn't capture as many of those things last month, as many of those details. Some weeks I tried. Some weeks I tried just to get down what we ate every night. So basic. But it locks you back in. It's a trade-off. And maybe in November, part of settling into the month will be linked and tied to this more internal, homebound project. Just to illustrate your week. But I'm still thinking about a daily. I can't shake it. And every November 1, I face this moment. Still thinking about that daily. The problem is, I don't think we have enough little stuff like that that I can make it work. Feels like I might end up drawing some of the same things again. And that doesn't super bother me. Some of those things I keep because I like them to draw. But there is the risk of the repeat that never quite works. There is a risk of not finding a foothold or an emotional foothold, an emotional connection, which makes this project work. Without the gratitude mindset, it's just a series of daily drawings. So there has to be this connection. I know that last year I started a project on November 1 and it didn't stick. And I would have to go and find it to even figure out what I drew. I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it might have been tied to when wanderers ceased to roam to some thoughts I was having about how I might do that month. 
I am now curious. I will have to find it. I don't think I can easily pull it out, but I'll have to go look for it because it didn't stick. A couple of days and I just didn't manage to make it fit in with whatever else I was doing, whatever other drawings. I could do coffee cups. And I look around and I think, and partly there's a little bit of a story. There's a story to the coffee cups. There's also a little story here and I'm not going to tell it right now, but I think I might should do jars, things in jars, really just the jars. But I'm not good at drawing jars. And I'm not planning on it being a colorful series, although maybe a single color, although then I have to choose. Oh, these patterns of choosing, it's so, so exhausting. Really did like that one that year in the Red Dragon. I just didn't know at the time that I liked it. I could do the jars, but I think the learning curve there might be hard for me to accept. Might be hard for me to embrace. Might be hard for me to feel really satisfied about a gratitude project that had such a learning curve. And that might sound bad, but I think my gratitude project doesn't necessarily sit easily with such a learning curve. Not a learning curve. I know how to draw a jar, a practice curve. I don't necessarily want my gratitude project to be a practice piece. So cups, similar issues. Also a little boring and single color. They don't have quite the same impact as they might if I was doing gouache vimber. Someday I want to be the gouache vimber person. Someday I want to be able to have a space where I can sit and do that and do it every day and it fits in my life. So coffee cups, they're not necessarily a black and white perfect fit. Jars, toys, that's really the thing for me. I love drawing little toys. I love drawing little toys. Now, uh, we do have a bunch of stuffed animals that I still need to get rid of. I keep thinking, oh, I will either draw them or photograph them to draw them. And they sit and they sit and they sit. The thing is, they don't have a ton of detail. So they're not perfect for, not perfect for drawing either. Although, that process would probably make sense. I'm thinking. I'm thinking because partly when you do this single page with a bunch of drawings, they're a little bit small. And some of those stuffed things might want to be bigger. I am so not good at small, which is partly why I've loved those gratitude projects. The house still feels overrun with stuff. Yes, it's harder to hone in, though, on the toys. There are cars, though. Tons of them. Now they are in the basement. I don't go to the basement. <laughs> they're not even boxed. I think they're in an open container, which is, oh, oh, so much worse. There are cars. And I do love toy cars. I do love them. Like the jars, those are hard for me. I know they would be hard. I'm not super sure that I could make a go of that. The only reason, though, we have those is because they matter to me. The just cars, a whole month of that. I'm not sure that would work the same. 
just jars. I'm not sure that would work the same. I'm not sure just anything would work the same. Our keyholes into gratitude and memory are varied. Sometimes they are sweet and quiet, sometimes noisy and obvious. Sometimes they are tinged with sadness, sometimes tinged with a rosy haze of a past just out of reach. Grateful for the bit of glow, the whiff of memory. So, I've got a day to decide the rest of today. I have other things to do today, though, too. I have my November 1 to start. Because I started yesterday on what I was recording, I am going to be starting in an odd space, and I think it's likely that some days might take a whole page. If that's all I'm focusing on, it can easily happen. And I'm okay with that. And I have told all of you that I let it roll. I don't limit it to one page or one spread for a week. I just let it go and let it roll and unfold as it does because life happens. And I used to do this a little differently. And I've been thinking about that difference. So that's something I will talk about separately. But had I not drawn yesterday, I would have lost all those things. Had I waited to start today and start this week, I would have just lost yesterday. So what? That it took a different page and breaks up my spread and leaves me maybe starting on a right-hand page for today? My week won't fit into two pages anyway. That's usually the case. Is it better if it does? I don't know. I think it's better to just let life happen because that's the whole point of the recording. So I'm glad that I messed myself up by letting go last night and just saying, okay, I want to make sure I get a couple of things in here. And I still didn't get everything. It's always still that moment where you figure out what can be seen and what can't. And there's so many bird walking moments. And how did you get to this? From that, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there and it's a whole bunch of text. That's the writer. That's the written story. And now we just have a box or two boxes with a couple of words and an image. And the rest of that story is not there. But you hope that in the illustrated journal or sketch note journal process, that you get enough to lock it down, that you have a sense of this and what just happened. So I've got today to decide. I hope you think about a special project too. I hope that you find ways to make November a month of gratitude, a month infused with gratitude. We know 2020 hasn't been the year we expected. I think day to day, 2020 feels similar for me to other years. And some of you don't understand what that means. It's a reality that underscores how things have been. There is a reason that in 2016, I ended up doing that show on gratitude and on challenging myself to explore gratitude and try and 
better understand gratitude and find gratitude within myself. Even so, I know the reality of what is going on around me and the world, in other houses and families and communities. We can't escape the swirl of this year, of the constant worry and concern, of the divisions between people, the divisions within families. We can't escape all of this. We can't escape the knowledge that things have changed. And that the change may be permanent. It may be that things really have changed. That this just isn't a temporary moment in time. But that moving forward, life will be informed by this year. And so in November, I hope you find time each day for gratitude and some way to record that. Maybe you keep a daily gratitude journal. Your habit might be to record three or five. But one counts. One counts. It is not a competition. Gratitude is not a competition. How you observe gratitude is not a competition with how someone else observes gratitude. One counts. I do not think bigger is better. A single gratitude a day is good. If it's more meaningful for you to do three or five or you already have a habit, go with what works. But if you're struggling to find your footing in gratitude, try one and write it down. One is a good way to start refocusing your patterns of thought. In years past, I gathered lots of gratitude posts, gratitude craft ideas, gratitude quotes. The Spark series is still available both individual episodes and in compilation versions. And I might pull those back out. I might pull those back to the top. That is a tempting idea. Might actually pull them out. I could pull them out to YouTube. Maybe. And if you go back to 2016, you can hear that original show. Think it's got a name that has gratitude. You can find it in the podcast list and I will link it in this show notes page as well. So you can hear where I started. I wasn't 20. I wasn't 30. I had had a super different set of years before. So I wasn't 20 and I wasn't 30. It was definitely an emotional shift. And I had a hard time even, I do remember this. And it's interesting because I do remember one person in the community who said, wow, it was interesting to hear you talk about it and how hard it was. Someone who already had a habit of gratitude. So I did have a hard time. I remember having a hard time articulating even that I was going to do this because it felt so out there for me and for the show. And now 
it feels so entwined with the show and with the attitude and the philosophy of this show. It's only a difference of four years from that moment to now. And I embraced a word and a concept and a life approach that I'm not so good every day at keeping in mind. I'm not, I admit that. And I do think it's easier in certain life scenarios to be so uber full of gratitude. See, I still have that thread within me that thinks that. I think in some situations it is harder. Doesn't mean it's less important. So I encourage you to go back listen, dip into some of those past things. I will try and link some of those older ones, but usually once you get into one of those, you will find links to others and becomes a spider web of the web and you can find things, but I'll try to at least put some starters in there. November is an opportunity. That's how I view it. I believe we should keep gratitude journals all year. I believe we should be grateful every day. I believe every illustrated journal spread should have a box that is gratitude even better. There should be seven every week, one for each day. I believe we should live lives in which we seek gratitude and always have it in mind. But I know that isn't always the case. It doesn't always happen. Life happens and life can make it challenging to keep hold of the gratitude and to say the things of gratitude and not feel like it's just a thing. To be able to see gratitude and let it have weight that can help balance out the rest of the stuff. That's really the quest. And I still, there's a part of my brain that still says, yeah, uh it is a quest. It is a journey. It is something you have to practice. It is something you have to give over to. You have to set aside maybe some of your preconceptions or some of your skepticism or your cynicism. That's probably where I fall in this. It is a month of potential. It doesn't always happen day to day, all day, all year, even when we know it should and could, and that we want it to, and that we would be happier if it did. Because there are lots and lots of studies that show the power and importance of gratitude, of a gratitude habit, gratitude journaling, keeping a list. November has the potential to let you reframe, to start fresh, to try and get outside of your patterns of thought, and to rekindle the spark of awareness and gratitude. For me, it is, as I said, memory and light and seeing and looking and being present, really being aware, not so focused on what I'm doing. The things I do take all day. Work takes all day. And the other things that I do take all my free time. There's this tug of war between looking and seeing slowing down and the fervor of recording and drawing and being creative and making podcasts and videos and all the things. November is a month of opportunity. It is a month of slowing down. For me, it's light, gratitude, mindfulness, seeing, memory. 
trying to find reasons and ways to feel good, be happy. Pulling those things out, it is a way of finding balance. I hope you find a way. I hope it matters to you. I hope that the people who listen to this show are people who see the power and potential of gratitude. And even if it isn't easy for you, who are open to the process of that kind of change, that kind of introspective journey, that quest, and the vulnerability that it might bring up for you. I hope you let gratitude ease your days, soften the realities of this year. I hope you let November be a month of gratitude. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for today. That is it for episode 429. I didn't know that I had anything to say. I didn't know that I had anything to say. If you're thinking, gee, these sound more like regular shows, I'm thinking that too. But I also think every week, I'm not sure. Not sure what to say. But then there are these little bits of stories, and I want to tell you these stories. And yet they seem like just these little wisps, little wisps. So I'm glad today that I recorded. It is November 1. I'm going to try to get it out quickly since it feels like it should have been a November 1 show, not something that hits on November 4 or 5 or whatever it might be. So I will try. It's a little on the long side. One thing I want to mention is that I know most of you listen in a podcast player. Of course, that's what I do too. Although a lot of times when I'm working, I hit different sites and just listen on the website itself. And one of the things that I am trying is putting these at YouTube for the web version so that if you're somebody who listens just online and use the little player instead, and I don't have a great player or fun player because I don't use a paid service for that. So my player is just a really ugly little thing on the page. I'm thinking about putting these at YouTube though instead, partly because I would like to build a following there. Definitely I have some goals and things I'd like to try and eventually maybe you might actually see me on camera, but the podcast being there, there's still just audio. It's just another way to listen. So for some of you, that might be a good thing. You can pull it up that way. I do ask that you follow me at YouTube. And even if you're not going to listen that way, I really do ask that you follow me there. It would really help a lot. It would be a really easy way to help this show. And I am putting some other videos out, some time-lapse things, and some of those do have podcast-like narration and audio that go with them. So if you haven't already visited at YouTube, there are a few there on the Creativity Matters podcast page, and I do ask that you follow there. For the other housekeeping for the business, I'm Amy. And you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. And as you know, I post a synopsis of the show. It's not exactly what I say on the show. It's more an after show discussion of the show and links to things that I talk about all the past episodes. I try and hook you into other things if you're somebody that likes to follow the breadcrumbs or 
the rabbit hole. I also link to tools, things I'm using, anything I talk about in terms of supplies, as well as other recommendations. Starting your Amazon searching with any of those links does help the show in small ways and in important ways. I do not discount the importance of that. You can find me at Instagram as Oamy Oamy. Share my art there. You can find me at Instagram as Creativity Matters Podcast. There are very few things there so far. I am, for the moment, putting the challenges and prompts and the show covers through that stream. So if you're wanting to do illustrated journaling, illustrate your week for November and December, please follow Creativity Matters Podcast at Instagram as well as me. So I tend to interact. I talk to people through my own account, Oamy Oamy, but I use the other account to push out the announcement things and just keep it separate that way for right now. That makes a lot of sense. So I do ask that you follow in both places. The music I play on the show is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. Thank you to those of you who support the show in any way. It is moving into the November, December season. Please consider using the Amazon links. Thank you to those of you who use Kofi. Thank you to those of you who are at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. Your support there means everything for this show, how I can think about this show and how I can make the show available to all the rest of the people. I do appreciate what your support means. I do recognize that you have choice, lots of choice, so many creative people you could follow and support. It means the world that you are there and support this show and that you continue to listen to the show, to support my work and to follow my work. I can't say thank you enough. I can't say thank you enough. And I do take things personally, all those unfollows. And I take all of it personally. We all do. We all do. It's very hard not to. So I do appreciate those of you there. Many of you have been there and been supporting the show for a while. So thank you. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone.